going to be all about the preview for uh, Sunday's game. That's all. No, no research, nothing. I just want pure heart. I want fight. I want passion. I don't want no drunk people. I'll, I need four, <laughs> okay. That wasn't even a slide egg, bro. <laughs> Poor arrow. Let's do this, yeah? Yeah, let's go. Don't worry, I know what episode it is as all. Well. Don't worry about that. I never know. <laughs> right. That was yeah. a dig at you, Marv. Yeah, I feel that one. Episode whatever it is. <laughs> it's, it's a special 30, my friend. Your age. Oh. So keep, oh, keep get your thrill. timers out. Get your timers out. It's going to be 30 minutes to the job. Did you say yeah. 30, 30 my age? I'm really pleased you've knocked four years off my life. Thanks, man. No problem, man. I'm uh, always a positive <laughs> guy. You know me, man. <coughs> uh, Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of the World War Charles pod. Episode 30. They're coming thick and fast. Your host, Sidi, also known as World War Charles, is finally back on this as well. I've got my regular guests. We're going to be starting with Marv. It's been a while, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm feeling great, man. It's, it has been a while. It's good to be back on with, uh, you know, with the kingpin again. Looking forward to it. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm good, man. Thanks for asking. You're the first guy that's probably asked me that in about two weeks on oh, social media. Yeah. But it means a lot, man. It means a lot. It's good to have you back on. Uh, we've got okay. Ali as well. Returning always when I'm on. You're always on as well. Ali? Hi, Sadiq. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, I also said I always have you on when I'm on, bro. Yeah, I've got to be on at the same time as you. <laughs> no response. So love, so yeah. love. We've got Arrow. My friend, how are you, how are you doing, bro? personally? How are you feeling personally? That's what I need to know, first of all. I'm feeling, I'm buzzing. It's a great you game. Sure? No, I mean, it's Friday night, man. I need to know how your mood is right now. I'm pretty happy. It's Friday night, like you said. What's not <laughs> to be happy about? For it's sure. Weekend. Definitely, definitely. And lastly, we've got Jared, returning guest. How are you, my friend? I'm doing awesome. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for asking. So we're going to get straight into the Liverpool preview. Massive, massive game on Sunday. I think it's about 4.30 p.m. UK time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and I was, you know, watching the press conference today, Frank Lampard. We do have some negative news. Um, Pulisic... Uh, Hakim Ziyech, Ben Chilwell, Taylor Silva will not be featuring in this game. Is that a massive uh, downfall for Chelsea, Marv? Uh, yeah, I mean, without trying to be too negative on that, it's, it's also very frustrating um, because, you know, we buy all these players to compete. We want to win the league. Um, we play a team that we have to beat to solidify the fact that we're going to win the league. And half of them can't play. I mean, you can understand maybe one or two, but this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, my friend. I totally agree with you there. Um, Arrow, what's your take on this? Is it a massive downgrade right now, not having them? Uh, of course, it's a massive downgrade for us because uh, we have been lacking in defence. And none of the defenders that we have bought are able to start right now because Thiago Silva and Ben Chilwell have both started training this week so they aren't going to be ready for the match against Liverpool it is a massive downgrade for us because it's going to be the same defense as last season and we saw against Brighton wasn't too we got Kepa bro exactly that's what my concerns are he's world class it's Kepa it's Kepa he's a world class fool is what he is Uh, we've got to try to support him whilst we can man 
before Mendy comes in. Hopefully, I did support him whilst I could. Now I can't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, how are you feeling about the game as well and with these players missing? I mean, it's already the biggest ask I think in the Premier League uh, to beat Liverpool and without four or five first-team players missing. Um, it just makes the the task even tougher. And um, as the guys said, uh, we're missing few defenders. And uh, you know, against Liverpool with the same defense we played last time, I have like these bad flashbacks uh, of of that Anfield game. You know, yeah. Um, and especially now with, with Kepa as well in goal. Um, I don't know what was taking so long with the Mendy deal. It was see, it was man. supposed to be completed. It was supposed yeah. to be completed last week apparently, but yeah, yeah. Um, Just I don't know what was was taking yeah, that that long. Um, I think they want Tomori on loan as well, um, which yeah. I'm against to be honest because well, I want Tomori to stay yeah. and Rudiger Rudiger to leave, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm Mar- with you on that. <laughs> I'm with you on that, Mali. Oh, we'll get league, into yeah. that. We'll get into that. Um, Jared, what, what's your take on on the players missing as well? It's not good. I mean, we had starting left, no starting left wing, no starting right wing, no starting left back, no starting center back. Yeah, everything should be fine, right? Now we still got Jorginho. No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> let's not let's not start on that clown car. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get so obviously. Um, missing these players are very, very huge for Chelsea. But there's one thing I do want to say. I don't think Liverpool defensively are there either. I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game for some reason. I think it's going to be similar to Anfield last season. But I feel like hopefully Chelsea can take advantage and start stronger rather than getting destroyed in the first half. But maybe that's just me, personally. Um, But we are going to get straight into the wingers. Now, of course... Jared, you've mentioned about um, no recognised wingers on either side. What is your take on Callum Hudson? Does he have to start this game, yes or no? That's up to Callum. Like I said, I've said in the previous pod, he has to show Frank that he's going to play defence and, and play for the team. Yes. Uh, that, and if he's, if he's showing that, Frank will give him a chance. If he's not, then he'll be sitting on the pine again. Yeah. But if it was your choice, if he was manager right now, would you start him? If he was showing what I wanted in what training, yes. Yeah. I mean, we ain't got that many players, man. I feel like we need some of that pace on the wing, and hopefully he's, he's learned from his lessons. Um, Ali, what, what's your take on Kalan Hassan? Does he start for you? Obviously, I, I'd love for, for Callum to start. Um, I thought he should have started against Brighton last last game. And we really lacked um, on the wings with with Mount and Havertz there last game. Um, I think if if he has a really good game against Liverpool, it's a huge confidence booster. Um, I can see him pushing on from there as well. And yeah, hopefully he starts he starts against Liverpool. Yeah, I don't know why. Like a lot of Chelsea Twitter go meltdown if he doesn't start for some reason. It's a bit crazy. Um, Marv, what, what's your take on Hudson Odoi? Well, um, as I've pretty much been vocal about in the past, I want him to succeed, but I don't think he's good enough to be here yet. And I've not seen anything that's changed my mind. Now, it's, it's very conflicting, though, in the way that, yeah, I agree with what Ali just previously said, that without proper wingers, 
it looks so it's so hard to watch. It um, was I think it, last week. It, it yeah, we won three one, and I'm normally positive with that. But my God, without Werner carrying that, we we might have lost. And um, we we do need wingers, and and I don't think Adoy is ready, and I think he should go on loan. But at the same time, I would be inclined to actually give him this start because playing without wingers is not the way. Uh, for me, it's not the way. I I like Mount. I love him. I don't think playing him on the wings good either. Um, and we played with no wingers, considering like two and three options are out and Hudson-Odoi still didn't play. That does point to a, a training issue, right? It does point to a training issue. If he doesn't do well in this game and he does start, I think that will really raise the case for the loan, in my opinion. So maybe it's good to get the specific answers that we need. Very, very early, of course, well said. Obviously, Kaivert's on the right. Um, he looked like a right-back to me when Loftus-Cheek was playing as well, which was the most craziest thing. Um, Arrow, what, what's your take on Hudson Doy? Um, on Hudson Doy, I think this is a game there where he could actually show us what he could do. Because uh, in the game against Liverpool at Anfield, he did provide an assist for Pulisic. So yeah. I think having Pulisic back to play on left wing and show on the right wing, we could actually have some pace to go against Gomez and Van Dijk. And Werner, of course, as we know, has the pace to go on. Yeah. So I think it'd be a good choice if Pulisic is fit to just play Pulisic on the left hand and Cho on the right. And let's just not play Havertz on the wings anymore because he's better at, at the center of the field. Yeah, for sure. He was talking about the number 10 position that he wants, of course, but he's happy to play yeah. in any position. But yeah, in my opinion, of course, Cho isn't it at, uh, it at the time, but he has the potential. Of course, he's just 19 years old, so of course I'm not giving up on him. I'm just saying that he's not there yet. But like we've seen against Liverpool in the previous game, I think he could use a start. And we could use him. Yeah. Um, any mind games from Frank Lampard saying Pulisic is not ready for this game? Do you think there's any small chances he could surprise us by bringing him on the bench? Or do you think it's just fully not going to be in the squad, Arrow? I think he's going to be in the squad. It might be mind games. He's, of course, wary of uh, opposition tactics. And, of course, he did get bamboozled by Bielsa last season at Derby. So, he's, of course, wary of others trying to steal his tactics or the team sheet. So, yeah, I think he's keeping his cards close to him. I think Pulisic will at least be on the bench, if not start. No. Oh. Yes, uh, go on, Wolf. Go on. I, t- I really hope that that is true. I think we're. And we're I kind of think it as well. I literally kind of think he's doing something behind the scenes. I hope so because a team with Pulisic in it is a team that can win. And I mean, I said last. In, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I mean, uh, last game it was just sensible not to play Pulisic because he had just came off, came on after that injury. But now he has had more than a week with the team, with, uh, with us training. So Didn't I he think... say he's ready? Didn't he say he's ready? I'm so confused. I, I thought I saw something about his fit. Wait. We did see training pictures of him last week, so he has been training since last week. So I think he would be fit to start. Yeah. Go on, it's a, It is a very interesting point, because I said it in the previous pod that I was on, that... I, 
back when we were at our best in the last couple of years was when we had the facilitator and us top striker. So we had Hazard that didn't have to do it all on his own because we had Diego Costa. And I personally think that Pulisic plus Werner is that. Um, yeah. The way Pulisic can play, he can do things on his own. Other players we have, wingers, aren't close to him. And we hope that Ziyech can do that too, and I can't wait for him to start playing. But I think at this point, Pulisic plus Werner is our ticket to success. And I, I can't wait to see it in action, and I was really hoping we would see it in this game. Against Liverpool, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, Ali, what's your take? Do you think Pulisic could be featuring in this game, or no? Um, I thought he was he was going to be ready for the Brighton game, but he had a relapse in his injury, and yeah, he wasn't part of the squad. And this week, we haven't seen any pictures of him training at all. Um, I don't think he's going to feature at all in this game. Um, yeah, it, it, lo- it looks very tough for him to feature, I think. Might, might be ready for the Barnsley game midweek. <laughs> okay, and Jared, what's your take on, on the situation? Do you think... Could be mind games or nah. I'm under the impression that he's not fit, so he won't play. And let's not have a repeat of of last year when we rushed players back, and then they just kept picking up injuries all year. Exactly. To yeah. give them some time to to get a hundred percent and then bring them back. I wouldn't even start them against Barnsley because there's no reason to wait till the next Premier League game that uh, is next weekend. And, yeah, and I mean. Let go there. Yeah, straight facts there. Uh, I totally agree with you there. But I feel like there's, there needs to be a few questions around the physios and, and the ones that look after the Chelsea players that when they come up from injury, why are they getting injured and injured and injured and why are they not coming back, you know, ready and stuff? Why, why is there always an issue with Chelsea players, Jared? do you think? Well, I, I think number one is, is the food sciences that they use, which... Um, I've studied a lot of food sciences over the years, and most of them don't have the proper diet. And if you don't give your muscles the proper diet, and you're building larger muscles than your connective tissues, such as ligaments and tendons, can handle, then that's just a recipe for disaster. So they they want these guys to put on muscle and get bigger and bigger and bigger, you have to understand the strain it puts on your joints and your connective tissues. And if, if you're not eating properly, and if you're, uh, if it, but you're doing what you're being told, then you can put that back on the, uh, the visios and the system they have in place. Yeah. But getting over-muscled is a, a big downfall. I mean, you can't pull fat. You can always pull muscle. Yeah, for sure. Um, very, very interesting take on that. Marv, what do you think about Backstaff? About, about what, sorry? Can you repeat that? The, the staff, um, the physios oh. stuff with the, with the players well, coming back. Well, I don't know how much of it changed since we were watching a team in 2010, but I remember watching, um, you know, in 2007, 8, 9, 10, whatever the years, we, we had so much love for the medical department and how we rarely got so many big injuries this feels like much more of a recent thing i mean i didn't even i mean and some of the injuries you look at were just freaks you know what happened with loftus cheek um but that could be a thing about how the players are training 
But I mean, I remember under Conte, they were kind of trying to get a bit more jacked, weren't they? I don't really remember many injuries in the title winning season under him. Um, I know it's more recently, obviously, under the Asari system, we had a couple of injuries, but they were freaks. They weren't really to do with what we thought about training. But since Lampard's come in, we've seen lots of them, haven't we? Um, The thing with Pulisic, though, I mean, he did the hamstring, hamstring, the recent one. He did that in an American game, too, uh, against, I think, Chile they played. And he came off a hamstring when he was playing for Dortmund. So I think those recurring injuries might be player-based more than uh, and than our medical staff. You look at last season, I think Ziyech went a cup, uh, a while out as well, didn't he, for Ajax? Yeah. I think yeah. Silver, he's just not ready yet. He's only had one training session. So then we're looking at Chilwell, and he's come off the back of an injury. He had an injury for Leicester. So yeah, we've got yeah. to look that it's not... You can't pile all the blame onto our medical staff. We inherit injured players. But... We really should do better in managing those injuries because I don't think we've managed Kante's very well. There's a very big shout there. Um, Aaron, what, what's your take on the situation? I agree with Marv there. I think uh, it is mostly player-based. Like, Pulisic's injury, he has been injury-prone since quite a while now with his hamstring because he has been that way with the US as well. And then we have seen it throughout the season, last season. And as for Kante... Yeah, it was just mismanagement, even on the staff from last season, where he was played when he was carrying an injury against uh, against Arsenal in the Europa League final. So it's the, those kind of mismanagements that have led to these kind of injuries. Uh, but I also think that it comes down a bit to the tactics, because... Yeah, our players, none of them are used to that gig and pressing all that high intensity press game that Lampard's been playing. Since we have played with three different managers in the past three seasons, so that has got to do something with that. The changing of tactics, because the the game that Conte plays is completely different from the one that Lampard plays, and the transition from Conte to Lampard through the, the Sari system, that's gonna mess your body up a bit, and. I mean, even the training schedules, they have they have changed uh, like consecutively for three years because the kind of training that you do differs from manager to manager. Yeah, I mean, well said with every single point you made there, for sure. I, maybe I didn't think of it that much around player base, but when you guys talk about the experience from the past, definitely does make sense there. Ali, what, what's your take on situation as well before we move on to the next topic if he's alive i mean yeah i mean sports science is is very complicated these <laughs> days um it, it you know includes um nutrition includes recovery it's all like about technology and stuff like that um might be something missing there i don't know um, but yeah, I think Kante's injury last season was was yeah mismanagement because you always want to have your best players playing, especially in the in the big on the big stage. You know, um, we've had a few um, injuries when 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 we've had big games. Yeah, I think the Liverpool game last season at Stamford Bridge as well. Um, I don't think a few players were ready, and then they had the relapse of their injuries mid game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was Emerson and and Kante that game as well. Um, yeah, I think I think when when you're playing big games, you always want to have your best players around. I think maybe Lampard was um, mismanaging um, those uh, 
I mean, those players during those times. Yeah, I mean, as manager, you're going to always be learning month in, month out, really. Um, I, I do feel like he's not learned a lot, in my opinion, in terms of tactics and in-game management, but I'm hoping to see a massive improvement this season. Hopefully, now, yeah. We're going to get straight into the team. Now, this is going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to some of our opinions tonight. <laughs> um, we're going to start with the midfield because that's where I want to start straight away. And Jared, we'll start with you. I know you're not going to be picking one person, but I need to know who your midfielders are for this game. Conte Kovacic. And I would actually put Havertz uh, where Ruben plays. Okay, so where does Mason go? On the wing? I think if it was me, I would put Mason on the right wing, uh, Werner on the left wing, and Giroud at striker. Um, I just think that if Callum is having problems on defense, facing two of the best offensive uh, backs in the league, he's not going to be able to handle Robertson or TAA going forward. And Mount is better at that. True say, true say. It's a big shout. So, Kovacic over Georgino for you, definitely, yeah? No chance of Georgino in this team. Yeah, you really want me to answer that question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really need to know because I thought he'd done okay against Bryson. He was horrible on defense. Horrible. (laughs) Oh, Jared, man. Some of the comments he made on Georgino I thought was a bit too harsh on the streams. Well, I understand that, and and sometimes you go overboard to make your point, but the space that was left in the middle of the field on on defense, if we played a half-decent offensive team, they would have put two or three goals past us because they don't protect the center backs at all. There's a big, wide, open space right in front of the center backs every time. And there's just space for them to move and, and get the ball into. It's one pass and there's nobody there. So so that's got to be fixed. Yeah, well, I feel like Kante playing play the pivot could help him cover that, no? Well, that's, that's no, because Kante does not like to sit. Yeah, but he'll, be roaming, he'll be roaming around everywhere, though, not just high pressing up top. I feel like he can do the interceptions and tracking back as well. That's that's the problem we have. We have nobody uh, besides uh, Billy the Kid that can sit, will sit and play the central defensive midfielder role. That's why we're looking at Rice so hard is because Rice can do the same thing. He will sit and be happy sitting. Conte wants to press and go get, win the ball back. Kovacic wants to do the same thing. Well, if both of them leave the center of the field, who do you have there? You yeah, have nobody. Yeah, true, true, say, true, say. I also think it's dependent on the opposition that we're playing as well, personally. Especially in the big team, maybe Georgino isn't as effective. Maybe well, that's just uh, what I believe. Um, and and yeah. Liverpool play a high press, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you totally. can't have Jorginho there with a high press. That's not going to be good. Mr. Moff, who who's in the midfield for you, my friend? Well, that's quite a tough one. Um, I'm kind of, I do agree about the space in behind in midfield. And I think that's actually now our biggest issue. Now that we've signed, you know, the other issues, which was the striker and defense, all that stuff was also an issue. Um, 
for me, I think I thought Jorginho did play quite well. But again, yeah, we did concede that space. Um, on, for, I mean, Kovacic has to play, doesn't he? So I think I'm really torn between going Jorginho, Kovacic, Kante or taking Jorginho out and going Kante, Kovacic, Harvards. Um, That's what I, I mean. Uh, and also, yeah. also, just a quick one. It feels like Lampard doesn't rate Kovacic, in my opinion. I don't know why. Interesting. I, th- I think he likes Kova. I mean, he pl- I mean, there are some players you I, I think that he doesn't rate. I do think that is true because you see like young players playing instead of certain players. You see wingers playing instead of actual wingers. Uh, well, I'm not sure about Kova. I mean, he won player of the year. So I, I don't think that he doesn't like him. I think he'll play. I think he's straight back in the team personally. Uh, but if I was, a, I'm probably going to go Kante, Kovacic and Havertz because I don't want to see Havertz on the wing ever again. Same, after that. same. Right. same. That was horrendous. Oh, depressing. Was it was depressing. bad. And what you said before about him sitting wing back, I have no idea where he was. Like, yeah, sometimes in de- and his defending was, oh my God, the defending was so poor. He got beaten and just walked. And it's not that kind of player. And he might be able to play wing for Leverkusen. I don't think can for Chelsea. But in the middle, the one time I saw him in the middle, he played that brilliant ball for Werner. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, back to what you're saying. I think Kante, Kovac, I'll go Kante, Kovacic and Harvards. Roger that. Mr. Arrow, who's in midfield for you? No, this guy's gone to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the delay. I think this is the easiest choice. I mean, the easiest area to choose apart from the goalkeeper. So I'd be going with Conte, Kova, and Havertz with a double pivot. So Kova yeah. slots in for me instead of Jorginho, in place of Jorginho. No, I, Jorginho think I, I think I agree with you guys. I probably agree with you guys on that one, for sure. Because when, when Jorginho was played last game, he didn't quite provide us what we require of him. Uh, he was, like, surprisingly, he was okay defensively for a change. Because normally, he is pretty, pretty poor defensively. But against Brighton, he was still okay-ish. But going forwards, he did not provide anything. Nothing creatively. So that's a problem point for him. I mean, the Brighton players had him surrounded all the time. Uh, I mean, I could notice three players were always surrounding him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he had no place to get away. I mean, if he played cover, he could. He he does have the skills to go around the player. So if we played cover instead of Jorginho in that game, he could have gone around the player and then passed it forwards towards either of the three that have played to the cam or on either of the wings. So, yeah, Kova slots in easily for me. Well said, well said. Mr. Ali, I think I haven't asked you, I believe. Yeah, um, I agree with the guys. I think it's going to be Kante, Kova, Pivot with um, Havertz ahead of them. I think it's because of the way that Liverpool play. Um, with their high-intensity pressing, we're going to need some legs in the midfield. And as much as I love Jorginho, he doesn't give us that... Um, Option, so yeah, I'd go, I'd go with the three as well. You don't all got agendas by man. the guys. All of you don't got agendas. All of you. I like Jorginho. I like Jorginho, but I don't think it's the right game for him to be playing in a in a double pivot. To be I'm honest, joking. I'm joking. No, no, he, <laughs> it's his game to play evil, definitely for sure. Um, <clears throat> to be fair, I don't think we're gonna play a, a double pivot. It'll be either off. Uh, 
one playing center, uh, CDM, one uh, left center mid, and then Havertz further forward at right attacking mid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I because if you don't, if you have two, if you have Kovacic and Conte both sitting, who's gonna sit when one of them leaves? What happens when they both leave? Then you've got nobody in the middle again. They, not, they can't leave it um, isolated. One has to sit, no? That's why you designate one of them as the CDM. So they know their role is to be the furthest midfielder back. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Kyvers will be looking to try to play that box-to-box position. Though. He was speaking about it in, in his press conference, you know, trying to follow Lampard's steps. Well, in, in that position, in, at the right-sided eight, if you want to call them, if you looked at, at, at Loftus-Cheek, he was playing more like a, a center forward. He was the highest one up the pitch to uh, be a target man, and that's what Havertz is going to do because Timo is very, very adept at playing on defense, more so than Havertz. Yeah. More so than, than Loftus Cheek. He's very good on defense. And that also allows him to make deep uh defensive runs from the or deep runs from the defense. And just imagine Havers holding the ball up and Werner hitting top speed by the time he hits the, the halfway line. And all Havers has to do is chip the ball over into space and that's a goal. For sure. I mean that's kind of what Drew used to try to do with the link up play as well. Right, bringing someone in, kind of, in a way. Um, now we're gonna try and wrap it up very, very quickly. I need some very good predictions from you guys. Um, I usually get them right. I'm tired of getting them right personally. So Ali, we'll start with you. Your prediction for the game, please. I think is we're gonna see a lot of goals. Um, I think it's gonna be a two two all draw. I think is that a lot of goals to you? Okay. Four goals is a lot, man. <laughs> I'm joking. Two, two, yeah. Okay. Why not a yeah. win, man? I think it's the lack of. Um, I mean, the players that we're missing. Uh, I think they're gonna be a huge loss for us. I think Pulisic would have been perfect for this game. So yeah, two all. I think. No problem, Mr. Arrow. Your prediction. Because you and Ali always agree on this nonsense. So let me hear you agree with this guy, man. Not the same. I am going with a 3-2 for Chelsea this time. 3-2? Yeah, I'm winner? going with 3-2. Are, are we getting a winner from 2-2? We're going to be 2-1 down. Then going to climb back up. Wow, okay. We're going to turn it around. Big claim. I'm, I'm also predicting one of the score. Yeah, I need him to score. I need him to score. 100%. We want him to score so bad. I mean, last game, uh, we the whole squad just looked a bit rusty. Like uh, people could not connect with each other. But now they've had one whole week in training with each other. I think uh, the players picking out Werner's runs was gonna be a point that Lampard has to have concentrated on. So I think the same. We're gonna see goals from Werner. Definitely, definitely. Mr. Marv, your prediction? Well, I'm going, I'm going with a 2 0 Chelsea win. 2 <laughs> 0! Oh, a clean sheet with the current defense and Kepa oh, yeah. slash Caballero. 
It's going to be a clean sheet because Rudiger's going to be restored to the lineup. And, uh, please, please, Chris please. Is... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, he's not. You know, you know, last time we played Rudiger against Liverpool, we conceded five goals. No, Marv, I'm not having this. The guy was sleeping uh, on the pitch, bro. The guy was sleeping. Come on, bro. So, yeah, it's going to be 2-0. And uh, I think Timo Werner is going to score his first goal for the team. It may be a Mason Mount or Kante goal, I'm feeling. Marv, I can't, I can't bring you back on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's called being ahead of the curve, dude. Try it. Ahead of the curve, yeah? <laughs> he's, he's, he has been ahead of the curve. Off the pitch for sure. What if we're on, on the press play? It's a straight line. No cross. We're going to win this game 2 0. Let's see. 2 0, 2 0. And Jared, lastly, your prediction. Go on, give me a special I, one. Give me a 5 0. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I guess I'm going to get a lot of hate because I'm predicting a 4 2 loss. What? Yep. Oh. Marv, Jared, you both are banned Ooh. from this spot. Hey, Marv, you, you want to. You want me to lie or do you want me liar. to say the truth? I need to lie, bro. I need to show some positivity. <laughs> boo, Andy, boo. Well, 4 2. 4 2. I'm disappointed with that, man. This is why Georgina has to play and we win. <laughs> well, if Georgina plays, we lose 7 0. <laughs> uh, guys, you know me. I always predict the right score. And I believe Arrows. We'll be right. 3-2. I don't think we'll come back. I think we'll score a winner or, or sign. I don't even know, actually. Just 3-2, okay? I'm not going to say anything else. But three so two. you're predicting that we're going to score three and then crumble in the end? Yeah, something like that. Or 2-1. No, 2-0, then 2-1, then 3-1, then 3-2. Definitely going to be 2-0. That's fair. Fair. Fair enough. Something like that. Yeah, there's uh, definitely going to be more than two goals in this game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's going to be disallowed. It's going to be 2-0 Chelsea. Okay, we're gonna be offside fault as well. We know yeah. Rudiger follows Marv right now, which is why he's a big fan of him. I totally understand. Um, oh, and Thiago Alcantara could make his first appearance for Liverpool from the bench. Did he? Did, was he registered in time, though? Yeah, he was. He could make yeah, it. He's gonna be all over from the bench. Great, depressing times. Um, but guys, <laughs> listen, it's been a pleasure having you lot on Friday night. Um, apologies about the late notice, but you guys always make it for myself and for the team, which is absolutely fantastic. Shout out to all the other team members that I never speak to nowadays: Mike, uh, Kamal, Corey, uh, JM Hundred, Josh. Uh, who who are we missing? Are we missing anyone else? You're playing favorites. That I've never spoken to Travis, uh, Andrew. Yeah, all you guys, man. Shout out to all of you on it because you don't need to come on the sh- like, pod with me once as well. But guys, can thanks I, for coming I, on. Nick, come out. Just one, just once, mind you. <laughs> Marv, <laughs> thanks for coming on, my friend. Thank you, my friend, for having me. As always, great fun. Mr. Jared, thanks for coming on. Thank you, and make make sure you uh, send the hate to me on Twitter because I feed off hate for my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, my brother. Yeah, you need to go sleep, man. Definitely. Yeah, it is, it is 2 a.m. So, uh, yeah, of course. Please sleep, man. I'll worry <laughs> about your health. 100%. At your age. <laughs> 100%. Uh, uh, you're my age. Dude, I'm just a year older than you. And I'm, I'm not even married. Imagine 
the lack of stress. Imagine the lack of stress. I'm the youngest. That's the most important. I'm living the life. I'm not married. <laughs> Ali, thank you, man. Sadiq, pleasure. Thank you for having me on. As always, very fun to be on the podcast with you guys. 100%, man. I want to thank all the listeners as well for listening. As always, um, the channel has grown massively. Thanks to the t- thanks to the team and all your support. And we hope to see you guys soon again. Hopefully, with a win. And look out for the review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Well, peace.